remember Chet Nation when you were a kid and you learned to read and the way that the world just completely opened up to you? And if you had young kids watching that happen through them, and maybe you're someone who has young kids right now and you're in the same boat as me. I've got a two-year-old and it's so exciting to now watch her grasp language and to have conversations with her and hear what's going on in her head and get that expression out into the world. But can you predict reading ability for a child based on their words? We're going to get into it right now with our guest, who's a professor of the Workland School of Education at the University of Calgary, Dr. Hedy Rosing. Dr. Rosing, thanks so much for making the time. Really appreciate it. I'm happy to be on your program. Thanks for the invitation. Of course. Well, you wrote an article for theconversation.com talking about this, the ways that parents and caregivers of kids can help grow language skills and reading ability for kids. Why do you feel it's so important to look into this and study something like this? Well, I think the earlier we uh, are on top of vocabulary development for little kids, the uh, best chance we have that we're not doing remedial work when they're suddenly in grade four, when uh, we suddenly notice that they're not reading as they should. So vocabulary is one of the key predictors of uh, reading comprehension that's coming, but not till a little bit later. (laughs) You talk about grade four in your article as being a really pivotal moment in language development for kids. But earlier than that, is there a sort of a blanket approach that you can look at and, and, and suggest based on a kid's ability or grasp on language that they'll be a good reader or that they'll have a, a strong grasp on, on anything literary? So early vocabulary development um, is very much predictive uh, years later, 10 years later even. Uh, It's one of the key variables for reading comprehension, and those words have to start to find their way into a child's repertoire. As you're a young mom of a a young one yourself, uh, so already at the age of two or three, let's say, a three-year-old should have a vocabulary of, say, 1,200 words, and those words double, and then they double again by the age of five. And for those who are ahead, the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. So that gap just grows. And uh, we don't notice it initially with reading because in the early part of reading, I would say kids are decoding. Uh, You know, we decode or or make the sound-to-symbol connection with a very limited vocabulary, and that takes years. They need to see those words and uh, make those connections in different combinations thousands and thousands of times to automatize them. And then when that starts to be quite under control by grade three, four, suddenly now we're getting into content area reading, more academic type topics in the curriculum, and that vocabulary needs to be there. So if you are someone who has a young kid or a grandkid, just a child in your life, what are some ways that you can help nurture this for them? Are there ways that you should be conversating with kids specifically to help them? Yes. So in the article, we talk uh, initially about um, the importance of engaged conversations, um, what we call the servant return conversation with children, where you and collaborative and elaborative 
talk with children, where you embed, you you turn it back to them. You, uh, that I think is a key strategy to be using. I think another really important way of growing the words has to do with tactile experiences around things like block play. So block uh, mediated play with um, building things, constructing things, the shapes of things. This is a triangle. This is a square. How tall do you think we can make this? What kind of a structure are we building here? Maybe it's a bridge. All those kinds of ways that children um, engage the hand-brain complex that starts to uh, send those words into uh, real meaning-making in, in the brain. You, you mentioned some other um, activities or um, suggestions, I suppose, in your article as well. Um, one is to is to take a word that a child might know and then expand to suggest words similar to that. Can you explain what that means? Oh, sure. So if, if you were building something, for example, now I think you can introduce a word like construct or structure. Um, you, you can echo and, and build and elaborate on those words and make the connections to words they already know. So the strongest predictor of learning a new word is prior knowledge. Can you build on that? And then can you build networks of words? So I think a topic that lends itself maybe at home might be recycling all mm -hmm. of your, yeah. So all of a sudden you get words like dispose and um, separate and container or, or words, you know, that are going to be connected to something that they're actually doing with their hands and then um, they'll have those words when they need them a little bit down the road. And also encourage them to read. You know, mo model that reading is something model that's enjoyable. Reading. Yeah, go to the library, um, introduce them to the idea of having a library card, uh, doing a lot of read-alouds with children, and not just storybooks. I uh, think it's very important that uh, you would get interesting newspaper clippings, for example, that have much more informational or expository text hmm. that you can uh, paraphrase and read with your child, maybe around the benefits of having a dog. Oh, benefit. That's an interesting new word to have. So, uh, yeah, model and foster a love of reading and words. So, uh, again, I think uh, subscribe to your local newspaper and uh, model and show all the different kinds of things that you can read about or get out of a newspaper. Uh, there are crossword puzzles. There are all kinds of things. So word awareness and consciousness about words and their meanings, I think, are very important. Kids who have a curiosity and a love for language are, I think, well ahead of the pack when it comes to learning new words. Why does this grasp on vocabulary and language then show really reveal itself in grade four? Why is grade four such a pivotal time to really recognize if those efforts are being rewarded or not? So by grade three, we, we uh, used to and still uh, often do have some kind of early literacy um, testing that might be mostly connected to phonemic awareness, phonics decoding. Can your child decode? And the answer is that probably 85 to 90 percent of kids can. So we comfort ourselves in thinking, aha, you know, we're out of the woods, we're going to be great. And now all of a sudden we're going to grade four. 
and there's a huge, huge increase in the vocabulary. Now they're being asked to decode a word like contaminate, pollute. Those are decodable, but you have to know what the meanings of those words are or the print means nothing. So uh, those words have to be in the oral repertoire already for the child to be able to recognize it in print the first when they see it and understand what it means. That's a big ask. So in grade four, uh, typically developing child might know about 9,000 word families, and that's a huge increase from the few hundred words you need to just decode the Dolch list, maybe 250 words, maybe another 200 words like neighbor or friend. But all of a sudden the ask uh, accelerates uh, very quickly in grade four. I wanted to, uh, to reintroduce our guest to you, professor at the Workland School of Education, the University of Calgary, Dr. Hedy Rosing. Dr. Rosing, thank you so much for sticking around on hold. Really appreciate your time this afternoon. Oh, no troubles at all. Thank you. We were just talking about the emphasis on trying to help young children really develop their vocabulary and develop those literacy skills really early on. What are some final thoughts that you'd like to share with anyone who's got a young child or a grandchild in their life just to really drive the point home that this is a really important thing to nurture? Well, quality uh, time with an adult, uh, lots of engaged play, mediated uh, by an adult who is going to uh, really work consciously at bringing a lot of vocabulary into the child's life, uh, play, uh, read alouds, um, all kinds of opportunities to use everyday experiences in the kitchen, making some cookies together or gardening outside and learning all about the tools and so on. Um, yeah, many, many everyday simple things that you're doing all the time. Talk, 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 talk. <laughs> 45 million, Chelsea, just so you know for your own little one, 45 five million words of mother talk before the age of three. That's a lot of words. (laughs) Okay. Dr. Rosing, thank you so much for breaking that down, giving us an actual number. I really appreciate your time this afternoon. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Of course. Take care. Dr. Hedy Rosing, a professor at the Workland School of Education at the University of Calgary.